Welcome to the podium. My name is Mark Goodrum, and we are talking to Jay Blair today. He is a musician in New Mexico. Welcome to the podium, Jay. How are you doing? Thank you, Mr. Goodwin. I'm glad to be here. You're looking good today. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're looking good, buddy. So let's just jump right into it, Jay. Tell us, how did you start playing music and your instrument? I was a freshman in high school, and uh, I was the second semester of the freshman year. I had to switch over from what I had been doing, which was uh, shop, you know, making uh, or being a carpenter, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that thing changed. So they uh, asked me to pick another thing to do. And the thing I picked was band. And so I showed up to the band room and they told me what to get for equipment a pair of 2B sticks and the easy steps to the band. So, And then we met uh, a few days later in the band room. They were all beginners, but we were up in the grades. We weren't, uh, you know, we hadn't started with the other beginning class. So we get started and I see the first thing and it's a whole note. And a whole note for most of the musicians if they play an instrument of that they have to produce the air and all that you know blow through it whatever they get to hold that note out and the drum when i hit the drum it went boom (laughs) and i thought wait a minute i'm not doing the same thing they are you know and i raised my hand the band director said what is it i said "How, how come i don't sound like they do and he said i'll get back to you this guy was a trumpet player, and he didn't really care for the drummers. He uh, uh, had a little aversion to him. I don't know what was going on, but anyway. So uh, I went through all that. Finally, I started getting things, and then by by chance, the guy got he he got uh, transferred to another place. Something to do with a bottle of whiskey in his case. <laughs> we don't talk about that much. But yeah. anyway, so the new guy came in, and this guy was really concerned with getting everybody to play right. And he was from Michigan, and yeah. he had all the stuff that they do up there. So that's when the spark hit, man. I thought, I want to do this, you know, because right. this guy really helped me out. So I started... Uh, with a practice pad. I got a practice pad and had to practice every day and all that stuff. First things, you know, try to learn to roll because that was the thing, the, the whole note. I had to learn to go for the right. whole. And uh, it took forever. I mean, it was like ta 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 ta. daddy, mama, you go through. Okay, so right. that went on and I started getting some more things. My new band director's name was McCourt, Joseph McCourt, really cool guy. Yeah. Had a little dolphin, uh, uh, dolphin uh, car. It was a little car, yeah. and he had this huge uh, a dog that was a white, all white, and he called it Carla. And it, it took up the whole back seat. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. as it went, Mr. Uh, McCourt let me stay after school a lot to practice while he was doing his paperwork. And then he would drive me home 
on the way to where he lived, which was right. on the way to my house. And so we got, I got to talk to him all the time. I became sort of a, you know, like a friend of his. Right. And then uh, the other guys in the band that were playing, uh, they heard me practicing and we started playing what they call combo orcs. They were like little pieces of music that had some swing tunes and march tunes to them. Right. And we used to do that after class, you know, because some of the guys stayed there and we did that. Okay. So I got really hooked up with that. And then I started doing all kinds of stuff with the band. Right. And we, you know, I finally got to be in the marching band. And that was a lot of fun to go out and march and so, carry the drum, you know, all that. Let me ask you, after high school and you're getting to be an adult, um, did you continue playing or? Well, let me tell you, before I got out of high school, the last thing that happened was uh, in my senior year, I got to make all-state band in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. And it was because of McCourt's help and a book by Gene Krupa. How <laughs> <laughs> to count and stuff. But I've heard of him. I wasn't great at it, but I, I got through the audition. And then when we played the the concert for the All-State Band, there was five people in the percussion section. Uh -huh. And those, uh, the, uh, the five was one of the five. Uh, the four of them had studied with a private teacher in Albuquerque or different parts of the country like Clovis and places like that. Yeah. And for at least four or five years, I was the only guy that had never studied with a percussion guy because there wasn't one. So, it turns out I felt like <clears throat> maybe I wasn't suited for this. I felt that. But when we started playing and I was the snare drummer, I was really dedicated to that. And they picked me for snare drum on two or three of the pieces because okay. the other people couldn't play it as well. They, I didn't have the, the skill they had for reading, but I could hear the music. Yeah, And that's been a good thing for my whole life. I hear it and I play it. Right, right. And I learned to count. I learned to count the music, but then it made it was important to hear it. Yeah. Let me. Um. So okay, I'm gonna stay on track here. So then you got an Allstate, mm -hmm. and then as a young adult, did you? Was there a period of time oh, when you well, stopped? After Allstate, because yeah. of the an award, I got recruited by the New Mexico State University. To, to go to New Mexico State and be part of the music program there. Okay. Uh, they gave me a scholarship. Okay, that's what I was going to uh, get to. Yeah. So you studied at New Mexico State. Yeah. And that catapulted you further. Yeah, I just did it for two years though. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the thing that happened was my father's business, he's the one who was financing me, of course, you know, right. <laughs> and his business went down a little bit because of some kind of thing that happened right. in the community. There, right. there was a uranium boom in grants, yeah. and then it started to fade out all of a sudden. Right. So right. his business went down and we talked about it. So I said, well, I'll go to work, you know, I right. have to help. Well, let I was, me... I've been working well, my father since I was like nine years old. He had businesses all the time. Right. So, so you you 
went to work like I call it life gets in the way. But you came back to music and, and it's been a central theme with other people I've talked to, myself included, where your life gets in the way, but music keeps bringing you back. Talk about how music brought you back. Yeah, you know, like, okay, so I was at State. I actually got to play with a collegiate jazz band and I did the concert. I had to play in the symphony orchestra the first time actually heard a symphony orchestra up close, you know, because right. uh, I'd heard them on recordings, but to hear it live, it was like, wow, what an experience. Anyway, uh, I was doing all that, but on the side, I got, you know, I had been playing in a little band at, in Grants uh, after, during the high school days. I had a, a, a group uh -huh. you know, playing rock and roll songs and uh when I got to New Mexico State, I was playing jazz music by then. And I was playing jazz music and rock on the side. You know, I would get these right. jobs. Actually, I had money for more things than the other guys did there because <laughs> I, I would go play what they call a gig now, you know. Right. Uh, little combos, the jazz groups, swing groups, uh, yeah. rock groups. We made a tour of Alamogordo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and some other places, and uh, right. that was that was going on too. Besides the the college band, so when I went back home, I started playing with a group again that I had in high school, uh -huh. and I got a job to go work in Gallup as a <laughs> as a guy for a finance company collecting money. On the Navajo Indian Reservation. Okay, that was, that was quite an experience. But in the meantime, I'm I'm jamming with people in town in Gallup. Right. There were some good musicians there, and I I got to play with some of them. I met this one kid. Uh, actually, uh, a friend of mine introduced us, and he was a genius guitar player at 12 years old. And wow. I used to go jam with him. Yeah. A guy that was visiting there that knew him was in a touring band from Albuquerque right. called the Salians, the horn player. Right. And he came and heard me play and he ta started talking to me and he said, you know what, our drummer's going to quit and we're going to go on, we're, we're supposed to go to California and all that. Would right. you be interested in doing that? Well, there yeah. goes goodbye to the finance company. Right. <laughs> yeah, I had made, I had, made uh, a deal there they were going to make me a manager of the place after a while but i told the guy and he said you know the music business is not the greatest thing in the world i said right. i don't care <laughs> <laughs> no i i mean i had to do the music right right so i so left that and i started i went to hollywood california and we uh, got everything together there and then we got an agent we had an agent there we played around California some, and then we went to the Midwest, and then we ended up like, uh, you know, the Midwest and Oklahoma, Texas, things like that. And that so you happened for about two years. You started touring a little bit, and uh, tell us a little bit of the groups and the music that you played on the tour there. Well, the group that we had was a, it was a well-rehearsed group. We had... Uh, uh we had two main singers we had a uh, saxophone guitar 
and the piano player played the bass and myself and we all sang you know oh, i sang yeah. background and stuff like that but we all sang and we did shows they call them you know where we would do like uh a medley of tunes one tune after the other you know we'd, right. we'd start this hot rock tune and then we would go to a medium one without yeah. stopping we'd just go into it and then we would slow it down more go to a ballad and then bring it back up to another and we'd finish with a hot one right and we had two or three shows like that so we would save that for the end of the evening right and that was kind of our audition show because when we went to these places that we were going to play at, yeah. like, for instance, we went to uh, Wichita Falls, you know, uh, uh, Texas, I think, and uh, or Kansas, I can't remember now. But yeah. we went there, we would have to, the first night we did our big show so that they would guarantee us the, the two weeks that they had booked us for, and they might book us for two more if, if they decided we could, yeah. you know, or bring or in the need. people. <laughs> So we we were always auditioning wherever we went. Right, right. So we had all that, and it was a pretty good band. And of course, people, you know, you're gonna hear this from other people, but when you tour with a band, you know, we all had our own cars. I had a station wagon. I had drums in there. Right. I had a wife. I had a kid, oh. a little kid. We I had a curb for her. Yeah. She was right behind me when you know the driving part, right. yeah. and all the drums in there were in the back. Right. And we would go to a motel. We had to find our own accommodations. Yeah. Not like these guys now. They fly there, <laughs> the hotel. They do all. We were living out of our cars, man. Right, right. But yeah. had a hot plate because we had to cook sometimes inside. Yeah. Because yeah. the restaurant food was uh, expensive. Yeah. So, and, uh, let, yeah. let, let me ask you about, let me turn the corner here on your emotional tie to music. I mean, what does it do to you personally and has done um, for you emotionally when you're playing? And what are you trying to do when you're playing to give to the listener and the, and the audience? Okay, let me start from this. Yeah. When I was a kid in middle school, I was not tall. I'm not tall now, but I was, <laughs> I was a shorty and I was skinny. And so I had all the bullies in the place come after me. You know, it was one of those things. You, everybody knows about this. Yeah. And I, you know, I couldn't do anything about it because they were so big and they just treated me bad. Yeah. But I, I decided uh, my personality, I always have, I've always had a sense of humor. So I would use that and make friends with other big guys. So right. they, then I had some backup, you know, these guys would say, leave them alone, man, you know. Right. And then it tells another joke. There. Okay, uh, you hear the one about, you know. Yeah. So I got through all that thing. And also, because I played music, it gave me a spot in the band that, that was above all the other things. You know, you, you're just in high school and you don't, nobody knows you all. I knew everybody. And then they respected me as a musician because I was dedicated to it. And right. I felt this great rush when I would play in front of people. The first time in high school when I was playing, I was a little nervous. You know, everybody gets nervous when you're in front of the crowd. Right. And that was my initial thing. I looked out in the crowd and there was this person, that a, a nice looking young lady, and she was smiling at me. And I thought, hey, 
got to be something good here. So I said, <laughs> and ever since then, I've always picked out somebody in the crowd right. and played to them. It's like I'm conversing with them. And they're right. going, yeah, you're doing a great job. Yeah. You, it's you know, a communication. Yeah. And so that's the emotional thing that happened with me, the connection with people, you know. Right, right. And, and then music itself gives me even, you know, like Mr. Goodwin and I played. I'm going to say that to the public. Yeah. We play together in, in bands and stuff. And when it comes together, it's a, it's like, yes. Yeah. 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 You know, it, yeah. and it's such a good feeling because we're, we're doing these things. People are smiling. They like music. You know, right. a lot of people have to have it. Me especially. Right. I have yeah. to have a full dosage of it every day. <laughs> yeah. You, you, that's a very good point. You have to have it. And, also, a big part of your life, Jay, has been that you're a music educator. And I want to go in two directions here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you also teach percussion. Yeah. But not only teaching percussion, talk about teaching percussion and also the instrument itself, the percussion instrument versus. Okay. You know, I'll some, yeah. Okay. <laughs> to start with the teaching, it happened by. You know, it was it's sort of a sidebar thing because I was playing music all the time, performing, performing, performing. And people would ask me, how do you do that? And I'd say, well, you just, you know, they're paradiddles and 16th notes. They go, huh? And I go, oh, well, uh, okay. And then I'd, I'd say, okay, well, hold the sticks and then hit them. And I go, no, no, not like that. Put your hands like this, you know, and right, right. it became like that. I never had any private lessons, Mark. Yeah. I only later, way later after I had already been playing forever, right. uh, did I study with one guy and he was out of Boston and that really put me ahead. But I hadn't, I couldn't find a percussion teacher. You know, I didn't know where to go. Right. So I did this on my own. I had learned to read on my own, you know, out of these books. So books were, I like to read books now. I have a whole bunch of books, but the drum books I got, I went through those myself from from one end to the other, making sure I got all that stuff. Right. I put that time in. And the other thing that happened at the same time to get me into education was I met a man up at Hummingbird Camp that owned it. And he, he asked, uh, well, a friend of mine, Pancho Romero, told me, you want to go to Hummingbird? I went with him. Yeah. And they said, well, what do you what do you have to do? And they said, well, these guys here, these kids, you're going to get all the drummers. You're going to be in front of them and tell them what to play. Yeah. I said, OK, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I had to learn a bunch of stuff. Right. How to deal with children, how to deal with, <laughs> right. you yeah. know, this and that and the other. And at the same time, I was learning how to read all their music. Right. And that's when I started reading scores. I did that on my own. Yeah. I, I had to learn to read the scores. I, I knew what all the, other, the rest of the band was doing so I could right. inform the percussion teachers or kids. And that's where it comes to your question about how we do this and that. Right. right. The percussion section is a unique thing because, first of all, in the band, you're all close together. Right. The percussion is in the back row. Yeah. <laughs> Preaching, we're the brother. Last, we're the last 
thing that the conductor looks at. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, a smart conductor, which I've had a few, <laughs> will look at the at the percussion first. Right. And find out how they can communicate with them. Right. The rest of the guys will say they know what they're doing. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. But what we have is this: we have these instruments that have to blend with all these instruments that have longer notes and softer notes and all that. We can play loud very easily, right? But playing soft is a different thing. That's the thing we gotta get together. And then there's phrasing, and then there's this this thing: the black the black flag is rests. Yeah. <laughs> the drummer to have eight rests. Eight, one, two, three, four, two, two, etc. To eight, two, three, four, and then come in and play. Right. That is, oh God! <laughs> I, I talked to all the guys about this. We even had a deal in college where we used to go. Our percussion section was pretty hot. We had four guys that were on the ball, and yeah. we flip a coin and we let one of the guys count while we could jam and wave at the people and all that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this guy would have to. Count the rest for us. We don't have to deal with that. <laughs> See, but it doesn't happen all the time. Right, right. And that's our our deal with between you guys. You know, when when we're playing, we have to deal with all the rest, and then the you know the the thing. There's another situation with dealing with the the, the concert band step. It's it's like we've got to watch the baton. We got to see, and right. sometimes. There's people that use this baton as sort of a thing that they wave in the air. They're not really uh, on any kind of mark with it. They just right. figure, well, they'll figure it out. Yeah. And I've been with good conductors that I can follow one, two, three, and four very easily because right. of the way they do it. They use their other hand to clue people. They And good conductors will cl clue uh, a director that this cue, this important cue is coming up. They'll cue right. you, you know. Yeah, I have yeah. good ones, man, when I travel and stuff. So right. I learned right. that that was really a valuable thing. So you see, percussion is a unique thing. Right. And, that, and then here's the next part of it. We have to learn so many instruments. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you go into there and you're going to play, the first instruments you see, there's 25 of them. Right. You know, everybody yeah. thinks drum, right? Symbol, timpani, yeah, yeah, telephones, you know, all that. But right. there's all these little auxiliary things you have to learn and how to play them and where to set them up. And you know, there's yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, I always talk <laughs> so about this before you, you come. I'm yeah. say this it turns out because of some things that I've done, I went to Percussive Art Society. A few times I was a member of that, and uh, uh, I used to go to their meetings. <laughs> they said we took a study of all the different musicians, uh, and it turns out that the the persons, the people that play percussion, are usually the smartest ones. <laughs> and I don't want you know, yeah. but it, but you, you have to be able to handle a whole bunch of things at once. That's true. That's true. And going back to playing. As yeah. me as a player, I'm a drum set player. I have to be able to play all four limbs, right? Right. Not just one or two on four yeah. limbs, and yeah. I have to play all these musical instruments that are in front of me, right? <laughs> and you know, and do it either with my right or my left hand. To me now in these days, it's not, 
it's not a right or left. I don't know which hand's doing it. Yeah, they're both yeah. there. They're yeah. they taking over. They say, "What do you want, Blake?" Right. I say, right. Okay. They have a mind of its own. Say, okay, you got it. You know. Yeah. So okay. that All right. that leads us to you know. For the listeners that are, and we're we're here with the um, podium podcast with Jay Blair. He's a percussionist here in New Mexico. So if you're just tuning in, but let's talk about Jay. Those uh, listeners that would like to play percussion now, there may be uh, seniors, uh, older players. Yeah. When is it too late? If it is too late, and what is it do I need to bring to the table to be a percussion player? You know what? Uh, I have a few uh, people that are older, uh, uh, elderly, whatever. In your sections, in, in your private. No, I, I'm private. Private. Yeah. Uh, I, I give private lessons at the studio, Bob's right. Music. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you know, I get people. It's it's a desire, and uh, and they like it. They like the music, but they've always wanted to play. A lot of times, these people have said, especially the females, have said that I was told not to do that instrument because it's a man's instrument. Right. Said, <laughs> you know, look up Evelyn Glennie. Look up. Yeah. <laughs> Sheila. Escobedo, <laughs> look yeah. up, you know, some people like that, they're, they're females and that I wouldn't even stand next to them, man, because yeah. look out, they'll take you down, but you know, yeah. it's like, they're, they're amazing, you know, right. Anyway, anyway, so, and then, you know, if you're up in ears, it doesn't matter if you really desire to do it right. and you get some training for it. Right. And here's the deal, people, there's no secrets. you got to play it. Now, percussion, we got this one thing. Our instrument is not a silent one. <laughs> you can hear it from across the hall or down the street. But you do have to and control if you, it. If you practice every day on an instrument, a drum, everybody will know you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to come up with a deal with it. So my recommendation is, a lot of guys don't agree with this, but... I, I say use a practice pad or some kind of thing right. so that you can do that kind of because there's busy practice. There's practice you have to endure. You know, you have to get your endurance and stuff and, and playing on a drum over and over and over and over. It's like, oh, it's pretty rough on your ears, too. Right. I have some of that that's gone, yeah. you know, because yeah. a lot yeah. of cymbal uh, crashes, mainly guitars, though. Yeah. Anyway, so if if you find a thing, you know you have. You, if you want to play it and you're, you know, up in age and stuff, you're right. going to have to play every day if you can. Right. And and uh, don't go with that formula that everybody says, I pray, I practice for half an hour. Nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> who says that? Nobody yeah. does that. It's yeah. not smart practice. If you're going to put in time going, fast, not trying, not paying attention, don't do it. Right. Just five minutes of, I know this thing, I'm doing it right. Da, da, right. Da, da, da. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? yeah, yeah. So right. that's the thing. You have to practice a lot if you want to do it, whether you're a young kid or an older person. Right. You have to get that going. If you, it becomes a routine to you, like people work out and stuff, right. then yeah. you're going to get more joy out of it because you can play. Right. 
Right. The other thing that we have to to know about percussion or playing any kind of drum and stuff, it's a rhythm instrument. Right. You have to have rhythm. Yeah. You have to have coordination to do it. Right. You can't do it because somebody told you just play this. <laughs> You've got to have some of that already, you know. Right. Yeah. I, I always have people play this little thing that I've got. But they're playing their hands and their feet, you know, just uh, one, two, three, or simple thing. Right. If they can't do that, don't play percussion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. There, there's need for other instruments, you know, right. but right. Yeah. rhythm has to be done by somebody that's coordinated, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, because you've got to use your limbs, you know. Anyway, that. And, you know, try to get into a group that has something going on because the best way to learn all the music is to be in a group. In it, right. You know, staying at home, practicing over and over, and you go through all the books and all that. That's right. wonderful. But if you don't play with somebody, it's not going to happen. Yeah, so, but, yeah. You know, it's a good thing, like, some of these centers now and what we're doing at our Horizon Band, you know, right. people get together and go over the music and all that stuff. Right. If you're going to start that, you know, Try to get yeah. something going, you know, like exactly, yeah. or even people you you know you play golf with or whatever, or right. maybe you do a bridge, whatever, you know, you could you can have a group that plays music for their right, yeah. you know, get togethers and stuff. It can be a quartet, a small ensemble. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but the band music, that's it. What type of music do you like, Jay? I don't have any uh, particular. I love everything. Uh -huh. I, I really, I, I go through phases with it. Yeah. Like every day in the morning, I listen to the classical music. Uh -huh. You know, I, right. because it has this beauty to it. And I hear all the rhythms they use and right. all this stuff, you know. Right. Uh, the, I, I played in country bands. I have right. a lot of respect for them now. The real country music right. uh, band is great. Yeah. It's really great. It's yeah. a feeling, you know, right. it's not a busy drum thing, but now right. they're doing it like that. But, yeah. you know, it's not, a, but it, it's your feeling, your emotion, you know, that's it. coming back to that, Mark. It's like, you know, if you can feel the music and you have to learn to play a rhythm and keep the rhythm steady and low down and, right. and feel it, you know, and that's, sure. what, you know, okay, country. I love Latin music. I love it. They, yeah. There's all kinds of things. I love rock music. I like right. it. I like punk music. Right. I like all the, you know, in other yeah. words, and jazz. Oh, I love it. You know, yeah. Yeah. there, there's all these different things that I now for the last few, uh, about the last year or two, I've been listening to mariachi music a lot. Okay. Okay. Because I discovered this thing with it. Right. Uh, it was because of Linda Ronstadt. She had this album, and I got it, and. I started listening to the rhythms of Mariachi's play. Right. And they were playing six, eight, three, yeah. four. Yeah. And they're doing these syncopations with it. It's incredible, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's incredible. They're going da 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 You know, and it's right. like, oh, yeah. my God, how did you get that? <laughs> and yeah. then the, the, well, anyway, so I, I've, yeah. I've been doing that. But all of this, you know, it's it's all part of my life. I love all the music, you know. You know, we can we can hear the love and the spirit in your voice and your excitement. Uh, and it, it's been great having you and talking. We could go on for another two hours and, you know. <laughs>
should have never called me. <laughs> leave our listeners, leave our listeners with uh, something you would tell them that's so important about music before we wrap it up. What would you okay. tell? Okay. I would love to tell everybody this. Please support music. Please put it on the front burner, not the back one. You know, there's a thing where in the newspaper you see this thing, and it's four, three or four pages up. Football, basketball, all this stuff. I don't, you know, I love that stuff. Yeah. But when you see a music thing, it's this small. It's yeah. real tiny. Uh, this band might have played there or something, you know. Yeah. Support music, man. It's yeah. good for your heart. It's good for your brain. It keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> Whatever, you know, you have to maintain discipline to do it. Right, right. And you're bringing joy to the world because there's music. Uh, music is that thing for us. That's right. That's right. So promote it, man. You know, just yeah. give us all we can, you know, because we're giving you a lot. That's right. For, Almost nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on the listener sides, I mean, you have to have the listeners of music that may not play, but they're participating by yeah. listening, you know. Yeah. So, Jay, I want to thank you so much for participating today, man. Uh, it's my pleasure, Mr. Goodman. <laughs> and uh, also, I want to thank the listeners for downloading and listening to the podcast. You've been listening to the podium, Jay Blair on the podium today telling his life and journey about uh, music in his life. And you can find this uh, podcast at your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for listening to us and uh, go and have a great day and try to play all the right notes.